You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. I feel his presence in the house. Amen. Uh, Before we get started, because at the end we'll be sharing communion. I love to uh, encourage people. I love to help uh, people. We have a young lady in our congregation uh, that has illustrated a children's book. She's done all the artwork and she's working with an author. And this book is available at Walmart, Target, Barnes and Noble, Amazon. So when you leave this morning, Uh, Our ushers are going to be handing these cards out, and I love for you to support. Corinne, are you in the house? Stand up. Come on. She's not there. She is. Everybody, let's support her and her dream. All right? So uh, praise God. Uh, That's an incredible family right there. I believe there's five siblings that attend here faithfully. Uh, I know I asked you to go ahead and be seated, but stand with me this morning uh, if you're able for the reading of the Word of God. I changed the um, title of the message yesterday, and I, I, I titled it Bend and Extend. Bend and Extend. I want to read to us John chapter 12. Verse 12 through 13, and here we are on Palm Sunday. We're a week away from celebrating the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 12, verse 12. Uh, Pastor Aaron, why don't you take the microphone over to Pastor Rita and I'd have her bless the reading of the word of God here in a moment. In John chapter 12, verse 12, on the next day, much, much people, when I looked at that and began to research that a little bit, was estimated somewhere between a million and two million people. Can you imagine the scene? On the next day, much people that were come to the feast when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him. And they cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. Pastor Rita, would you bless the reading of the word of God, please? Heavenly Father, we count it an honor and a privilege to stand before you today and to stand in your house and to commemorate this week and all of its significance. Every day has significance when we know you. Every day is important. Every breath is important. But we commemorate this week. And Father, we stand with those that cry, Hosanna, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. And just as one day you rode through Jerusalem, I pray that you ride through this house this morning, this body and I pray that you look at every person and that you minister
minister to every person. Some people here today might feel lonely and forgotten and forsaken. They may be carrying all kinds of scars and battles, but as Carrie in the choir sang, you really love us. I pray that you would pour an anointing on our pastor today. And as Pastor Aaron prayed last week, Father, if there's something that's not in his notes that you want him to say, Holy Spirit, have your way. Father, I pray that every word that comes from his mouth would be anointed and that it would touch every life that's here today. Every life would feel the power of the resurrected Savior. Father, we celebrate you today. We do know that one day there came good news from yes. the graveyard. Yes. And so, yeah. Father, we celebrate this week. We celebrate you. Anoint our pastor and let this word fall on good ground. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, I'm going to say something I don't know that I've ever said before, be, uh, preaching the message, but the, the song said, bring your failures and bring your addictions, whatever your troubles may be. When I was walking around earlier, right before worship, my eyes was drawn to a young lady that I don't remember ever seeing here. And what I seen in my eyes was fear and, and worry and, and troubled. And I want you to know whether you've been here or not, um, maybe today is your first day. Uh, you're in a house of people that are rooting for you through all your faults and all your failures because all of us, as we sang about the grace of God, if it wasn't for the grace of God. So I don't want anyone in this room today feeling uneasy or feeling like maybe someone's looking at you. You are in the right place for the right season that you're in right now that God wants to touch you. Do you hear me? And I mean that and I believe that. Palm Sunday, it's a day that comm commemorates. It's a day that reminds us, just like later we'll take communion for what purpose? To remind us. So Palm Sunday is a day that reminds us of the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. We're speaking about the very days leading up to his crucifixion and it was uh, customary in Jerusalem and many parts of the Middle East uh, that uh, they would take the branches of a palm tree and completely cover the pathway of anyone who had the highest honor of that day. And not only the palm trees, uh, but they would take clothing and, and cover the road. And then they would also take palm trees and they would wave the palm trees uh, for people such as kings and, and governors and anyone that was worthy of that kind of a deserving honor. Can I tell you this morning that in all reality there is only one person that deserves uh, that kind of praise uh, and that would be Jesus Christ. Uh, can somebody give him a hand clap and a shout of praise? Amen. 
No, no president, no governor, no other, no king, no queen deserves that kind of praise. Uh, in Revelation chapter 19, verse 16, and he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is the King of all kings. Uh, he is the Lord of all Lord. He is the only one that is worthy. I'm speaking about the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Do you hear me? I'm talking about the anointed one. I'm talking about the miracle man himself. I'm talking about the teacher of the teachers. I'm talking about the healer of the sick, Jehovah Rapha. There is only one that is worth that kind of praise and his name is Jesus. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. I'm speaking about the one that raised the death. I'm speaking about the one that opened up the blinded eyes. I'm speaking about the one that opened up the ears that could not hear, that spoke to the dead and the dead rose. I'm speaking about the King of Kings. His name is Jesus. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Oh! There isn't one king or anyone that deserves worship like our Lord and Savior. Who is to worship? You. You're to worship the Lord. I'm to worship the Lord. We speak a lot about praise and we speak a lot about worship. So I just wanted to look in Webster and get a definition that describes worship. Webster says, an extreme devotion or an intense love or adoration. And then I just wrote down this morning for a little side note, for me, it's a lifestyle. It's not a song, it's a lifestyle. Worship, Psalms 95 and six said, oh come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. That's where I come up with the word bend. It's humble reverence, a holy awe of him, bend. To praise him is to lift him up and to thank him. And that is one aspect of worship, praise. Psalms chapter 100 verse four, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Bend to worship God. Extend to praise him. Just like the palm branch would bend, but then it would extend. That's the way our personal worship should be. We should be able to bend. I don't have a suit that's too nice to get down on my knees and worship God. Do you hear me? There's not a moment in my life that I'm ashamed to extend and lift my hands to the anointed one, to the salvation of the world. Do you hear me? Can anybody give God a hand clap and a shout of praise? But to really worship him 
is to acknowledge whom this Jesus is that we worship. David wrote in Psalms 95 and 6, O come, let us worship and bow down, and let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. I worship Him because He is God and God alone. I don't worship Him because He healed me two years ago. I don't worship him because he's lifting me out of the gutter, so to speak. I worship him because he is God Almighty and he is God alone and he is my maker. And without God, I and you are nothing. You and I ought to worship God for not what he blesses us, but why and who he is and he is God. Can anybody in the house stand to your feet with me and extend and give God a hand clap and a shout of praise, God, because you alone are God. There is none like you, God. You are worthy of our praise. Come on, church. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Psalms 99 and 5. Exalt you, the Lord our God, and worship at his footstool, for he is holy. We do not worship God just because we feel like it. Can I be honest with you? There is times I come that I just don't feel like it. Can I be honest? There is days that I get up that I just don't feel like preaching. Now I'm gonna shock you. There is days I just don't feel like talking to you. Huh? <laughs> that wasn't nice. <laughs> But I come because of the love of God, because of God Almighty. And every time I make that effort, my help shows up, the Holy Spirit, do you hear me? I worship God today not for what he's done for me in my life, but I worship him because he is God, God alone, and he is my creator. One more time, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. We do not worship God just because everything is going right in our lives. I've had people, and I, I've been a part of their lives, they've quit worshiping God, they, keep, they have quit coming to the house of God because God didn't answer their prayer. I've had people tell me, well, you don't, you've never experienced what I'm experiencing, no. In a lot of cases, I have not. But I can stand today and tell you, no matter what comes my way in my life, I have decided to follow Jesus and no turning back. I'm not going to just serve and worship God because God answered my prayer, healed my loved one, delivered me from this or this or that or the other. And if I don't get my prayer answered, I'm not going to worship God. That sounds awful selfish to me. That's what that sounds like. There's no foundation at all. If you've got a foundation, you let the winds come and the rain beat and the storm can come. But as for me and my house, we will serve God Almighty. Do you hear me? If the Lord takes my wife, I'll still serve him. If the Lord takes my son or my daughters, I will still serve him. Job said, naked I came into this world and naked I will leave this world. Is there anybody in the house that's got that kind of foundation that it don't matter what hell brings your way, you have decided that you are going to bend and you are going to extend
stand and you are going to give God every bit of praise that you have. If that's you, you ought to give him a praise this morning. My, my, my. Woo! Woo! I spilt water again. I look like I wet myself every week I get up here. We need another stand. That thing is dangerous clear back in there. Oh, Psalms 97 and 7. Confounded be all they that serve graven images, that boast themselves of idols. Worship him, all ye gods. What is our Bible actually saying? Let all gods and, and all idols, all things that think they are gods, bow down and worship him. Philippians 2 and 10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let everything that has breath, let everything, everything that has breath, that includes you and I. The whole picture here, we have breath for one reason, and that is to praise the Lord. Now, what if, what if that scripture said, let everything that praises the Lord have breath? How much breath would you have? My goodness. God is worthy, worthy of nothing less. Every breath of my life is to bring him praise. Every breath of my life should bring him praise. Our worship requires a sacrifice. Isn't it amazing that it cost you and I nothing to be saved? It cost him everything to save us. You say, well, it don't cost us anything. Well, our worship requires a sacrifice and a giving of ourselves. It requires an attitude of not just anything will do or any type of worship will do or sit with your head down and hands in your pocket and thinking about mowing the grass when you leave and we ought to enter into his gates you hear what the word said uh, you ought to have a praise uh, you ought to have a, a worship you you ought to be able to step into his presence and and thank God that that he loved you enough that he stepped down uh, from heaven and came to earth and humbled himself and became a man and kept his eyes on the cross and he never turned back and he gave everything that he had that you and I could live and have life. Shouldn't need a praise team to crank us up or a preacher to jack us up. Do you hear me? A palm tree. It requires not just any kind of attitude or, or, or anything. A palm tree worship, verse 13, they took branches of palm trees and, and they went forth to meet him and they cried, Hosanna. Blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. A palm tree in the Middle East averages between 40 and 50 feet high. Some of them would extend to 80 feet in height, but the average, the majority, was 40 to 50 feet high. And the branches on a palm tree doesn't start down low. It starts at the top of the trunk, at the top. Its branches grow out of the top of the trunk and its leaves are frequently, now these are, these, these are short, 
But in the Middle East, there's different kind of palm trees. The branches would grow on an average of 20 feet in length. And the leaves on the palm trees would make such thing as brushes and mats and bags and baskets. They was of value. Somebody had to sacrifice something, a valuable commodity. Palm trees also in the Middle East were, was a symbol of victory. The people that celebrated the Passover feast were to take branches of a palm tree and worship him. Somebody had to climb that tree to get to those branches. I wonder if there's any tree climbers in the house at Jewel City that said, oh my goodness, uh, I, I want to be the one willing to get up and climb and get to that limb that will bless my God. Because if you will climb higher in your worship and get to that limb of praise uh, that will bless your God, my God will show up and bless you. Do you, do you hear me? Is there any tree climbers uh, in the house of God that say, I don't want to be an average. I want to be above average. I want to get up out of my seat and I want to be able to get up that tree and I want to get me a limb that's going to stretch down and bend and extend and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm just starting to wonder if there's any tree climbers in the house at Jewel City. It looks to me like maybe we need another revival that we forgot about who he is. He's God Almighty. Somebody, anybody, give him a hand clap and somebody climb a tree. Just climb a tree. Say, God, I don't want an average praise. I don't want an average worship. God, I want to I wanna climb that tree. Woo! Woo! Oh, my goodness. Bend, 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 and extend. Bend before him. I seen a lady this morning. Kneel down, kneel down. Some may look around and say, oh, that's weird. No, you're the weird one that don't want to get up and give God a hand or a shout or a bend yourself or a, a praise. You're the weird. There is a rim in a bunch and there always will be a rim in a bunch. Uh, by what he did for me, I'm not ashamed to climb the tree a little bit higher. Somebody give him another hand clap and a shout of praise. Somebody needs to give him all that you got. Somebody needs to climb a little higher to get to your blessing. You do the same thing over and over and expect something different, that's crazy. Anyone at Jewel City want a blessing? I'm gonna get, amen, yeah, amen, amen, amen. I'm gonna tell you where my blessing started. When Christ is enthroned in your life, to raise, the word enthroned means to raise to a high position, to exalt. We need to worship him every single time we have a chance. Because when we do something changes the air of our atmosphere. I witnessed it during revival. 
as clear across the front, I would have to tell people, come closer to let everybody in. And the whole front was covered with people worshiping God. And the atmosphere began to change. The atmosphere in my office, when I humble myself and lay face down on the floor and begin to praise my own atmosphere, just in the confines of my own office, begins to change. And there's a Shekinah glory that just shows up in there. You don't have to be in the midst of multitudes of people. Some of the best worship I've ever had is when nobody's been there except God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and it just engulfs you, uh, and you just decide in the presence of nobody but except God that you can't just stay where you're at, and the Spirit of God lifts you higher, and you do mount up like an eagle that's got wings, uh, and you can get into a spirit realm that you can see things that other people can't see. You go ahead and stay in your seat if you like to. You go ahead and keep your hands in your pocket. You go ahead and play on Facebook while the preacher's talking and while the worship. You go ahead and stay in the foyer because you don't like worship until the band's done and you just watch. You ain't getting a palm tree blessing. Do you hear me? But when you get fully engaged and you say, I can't wait to get in the sanctuary. I ain't got time to talk to you. I've been in prayer. I gotta climb a tree a little bit higher then you'll get the palm tree blessing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I said, anybody know uh, what I'm talking about? Woo! When they cried, Hosanna, Hosanna, it meant save. I pray thee, keep me, deliver me, preserve me. He's my creator, but he's also my sustainer. He's my sustainer, but he's also my healer. He's my healer, Crystal, but he's also my protector. Do you hear me? My goodness. Uh, uh, Psalms 118 and 25, save now. I beseech thee, send prosperity now. It was Passover at this time, and Israel's cry was a cry of praise, of deliverance. But the Bible says... So fitting for the time. But the Bible says that some will never worship him. And I, I, I feel sorry for those. I, I hurt, I grieve. Luke 19 and 40, and he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. I, I don't want no rock crying out for me. Huh? The Pharisees wanted to stop this worship. They rebuked the disciples. The Bible said if they would have stopped worshiping him that the rocks would surely cry out. Is there a rock crying out for you? Can you imagine the Lord riding on this colt going through town and everybody's worshiping and then he looks over and there's old Bubba. And he thinks to himself, do you not know where I'm headed? You know what's sad? Everyone in the house knows where he went. This is the very first time in all of history, you need to hear this. Very first time of all of history and the existence of God that he physically became enthroned by people. 
Once he is enthroned in your life, your life will never be the same again. Once I quit playing church, and once I made a decision, Lord, there is nothing greater than you. And Lord, I'll put you at the top of my life. Every single thing in my life has changed. Stand with me this morning. Stand with me. How about the musicians? Just stand where you're at for a couple more moments. They placed Jesus. They enthroned him on the back of this donkey where no one had sat before. <laughs> Why don't you enthrone him? It's just came to my mind. Why don't you raise him to the highest where you've had nobody before? Why don't you put him above everything else? And I promise you, everything in your life will change. So when they enthroned him, Pastor Rita, something extraordinary happened. The atmosphere became thrilling. Electrified when they enthroned him. A million to two million people begin to bend and extend. There was excitement in the air. I don't even think our revival can compare to that, but it makes me think of our revival. I preached hard, I go home. Most people think, man, you're wore out. I go home, I bug God. I was just full of life, and honestly, it didn't hit me till about three days after the revival was over, and I knew, Christ, because something had changed. When we'll take time to enthrone him, and we don't have to have a revival service to enthrone the king of kings, we can have revival in our life every single day. Give God a hand clap. I believe there's many today that need to enthrone him. Matthew 21 and 10, and when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, who is this? Full of the atmosphere of adoration and praise. Who is this? The whole city was moved. Fred Elvin, I don't know if he's here, but before we moved in this building, he said he had a vision of a river flowing out of this sanctuary into the surrounding communities. And it moved and affected every community. And I believe we've seen that. The bending of the branch. Are you willing to go a little further than the average worshiper? As they took this branch, the branch would bend. And then it would extend. And that is an illustration of what our personal praise should be. And then we see the triumphal entry. Sounds are everywhere. Multitudes of people shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. I believe there was laughter. I believe there was people shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. Then the miracle of miracles takes place, a man comes riding in on his new throne, a small little colt. 
But this is more than just a man. Listen to what the Bible says. This is the branch of all branches. Isaiah 11 and 1, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Messiah is the beautiful and glorious branch. He's the branch called prosperity. Job 8 and 16, he is green before the sun, and his branch shall shoot forth in his garden. The Bible said he's the righteous branch. Jeremiah 23 and 5, Behold the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and judge justice on earth. Our king goes farther. He extended farther than any worship could ever extend. Scourged until he could no longer stand. Be reminded of that today. Unbearable mockery. Be reminded of that today. Undeserved humiliation. Be reminded of that today. Suffering indescribable pain. Please be reminded of that today. Crown of thorns pressed into his scalp. I worship and acknowledge who he is. Who he is. He is God. You say, how could he bend any further? I'll tell you how he bent further. There was a tree at Calvary. And three nails crucified him. He bent further. Blood rolled down from that tree. Every drop of blood. How could he bend any further? Because his grace, his mercy has been extended to each one of us. So bring your faults, bring your failures, bring your addictions to the cross. Worship him because he's God. But shout out, Hosanna, save me, deliver me. Every head bowed and every eye closed in the house today. Nobody looking around, nobody coming to you. Nobody singling you out. Nobody dragging you down front this morning. Is your heart right with God? Do you know the Lord Jesus? If not, today is your day. The Bible said today is the day of salvation. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't try to get your life right. Just humble yourself and say, Lord, save me. And he'll save you to the uttermost. Is there one in the house today that you just don't know if you're right with God? you'd like to give your life to the Lord, slip your hand up as high as you can, just briefly. Would you slip your hand up? Would you slip your hand up? I'm going to tarry a moment. I believe there's more. I believe there's somebody in the house. I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody else? Somebody else this morning. I don't want to rush it. Most important part of the entire service is the altar call. Is there another? Is there another? Then as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, 
You that raised your hand, I want you to lift your heart. Lift your heart, open up your mouth. Say, Lord, here I am. Lord, I ask you to forgive me. Lord, I ask you to save me, to cleanse me. And Lord, I repent, I'm sorry of my sins, and I'm turning from them. And Lord God, I'm gonna follow you the rest of my life. If you prayed that prayer this morning, I wanna welcome you to the family of God. But hold on, before, hold on, hold on, hold on. But you need to tell somebody, you need to share that. You need not to be ashamed of that. And as every head is bowed, speaking to the believers, the sons and daughters of God, do you need to climb a little higher? Do you need to bend? And do you need to extend for your king? Slip your hand up. Slip your hand up. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 